Sorting through your expenses, estimated payments, and all those tax deductions can be overwhelming. Might even lead to a failure to file and failure to pay penalties that pile up on your tax debt. The attorneys at Tax Network USA have been lifesavers for many Americans. Their team has successfully saved clients more than $1 billion in tax debt. A billion. Whether you're in the hole for $10,000 or $10 million, they are ready to help. The expert attorneys and tax professionals at Tax Network USA are equipped to secure the best settlement for you and help you resolve all tax cases. So please go to taxnetworkusa.com bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. These debt relief programs are expected to change, so get started now. Please go to taxnetworkusa.com slash bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the USA? With more than 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers. I have their trees and plants at my home, and they're fantastic. Have you had your fair share of landscaping woes and wasted weekends at crowded nurseries? Finding fast-growing trees will be like stumbling upon a hidden treasure, believe me. With fast-growing trees, it's different. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And my audience can get an extra 15% off by using promo code BILL at checkout. So please go to FastGrowingTrees.com. Use promo code BILL at checkout. Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News. Wednesday, January 11, 2023. Stand up for your country once again. The American airline system collapsed last night. Thousands of flights delayed today. Many canceled because of a computer problem at the federal level. This wasn't individual airline companies. This was at the federal level. Now, back in April, I warned everybody, you saw it on social media or here, that the airlines were out of control, and that includes the federal system that controls the skies and the Department of Transportation. It's all going down, and that is the subject of this evening's Talking Points memo. So the Federal Aviation Administration, FAA, um, they are responsible for safety and pilots have to check in with them via computer before they take off. So the FAA monitors all the airspace in America. Well, it couldn't last night because it was a problem in the computer system. Nobody knows at taping time today why that problem happened. Maybe we'll get an explanation, but the big point is we have a very weak infrastructure in this country, not only 
in the skies. But all of it, and our enemies, you know they're watching this. They can disrupt American society if they hack into our system. Now, I don't know whether this was a hack. The failure happened at the notice-to-air mission system. That's called NOTAM, all right? And it's back up now, but it ruined travel for tens of millions of people all over the USA. And that's what happened. So what are we supposed to do about this? We are vulnerable to foreign enemies who could come in and uh, really wreck our infrastructure because we're dependent on cyberspace, computers. So we got to secure that, upgrade that. It's going to cost hundreds of billions of dollars to do that. Okay. The second thing is the airlines themselves are ridiculous. It's ridiculous. So last year, minus two months, fiscal year for the government, 23% of all flights in the USA were delayed. Okay. Um, And only one airline was fined. That was Frontier, a very small airline. Southwest disintegrated over Christmas. JetBlue, a travesty. Nothing. That's because the Department of Transportation doesn't provide any oversight. Pete Buttigieg doesn't know what he's doing. And Joe Biden, the president, like the border, does not care. That's the key to all of these problems. You've got to care to fix them. Biden doesn't. He doesn't care. If you're delayed at the airport, if your luggage gets sent to Shanghai, he doesn't care if six million foreign nationals have come in on his watch illegally. It's hard to believe, and and I know some people don't believe it, but he doesn't have the passion for the job. He's got to be a problem solver. He's not. Biden's never been. Okay? So that's what happened today, and uh, I don't see an improvement in the airlines. As long as Buttigieg is there, if this doesn't ruin his political career, nothing will. Because he's presiding over the worst period in aviation history. And he's doing nothing. And that's a memo. So Biden today had to go with his wife, Jill, uh, to Walter Reed Hospital for skin surgery. It's called Mohs, M-O-H-S, on Mrs. Biden. I've had that surgery, the Mohs surgery. Um, because, you know, the Irish skin and all that. And I used to be a lifeguard and water safety instructor when I was a kid. There was no sunblock. So I'm getting stuff taken off me like every other month. Moe's very effective, but it's not, you know, it's a little painful. So that's what uh, the president did all day. And I don't um, begrudge him that. Uh, That's what a good husband does. Um, But... He's got to deal with this classified document fiasco. I told you yesterday on the No Spin News, I look into this, and I have it now. I have it. So here's what happened. Biden leaves the vice presidency, okay, when Trump takes over. And he's got a mountain of documents, Biden does, that are moved out of his office in uh, Washington, D.C., to his think tank, the Penn Center, 
Okay, in those documents are classified pieces of paper, just as Donald Trump had classified pieces of paper when he moved his stuff to Mar-a-Lago, Palm Beach, Florida. It's the same thing, not the same volume. Trump had a lot more classified stuff than Biden. But neither Trump nor Biden knew, in my opinion, what was in those boxes. They don't go through them. They don't do that. Other people do that. Well, anyway, Biden was, you know, ripping Trump up like crazy, and the FBI raided. Biden had to okay that raid. Okay, Ma-a-Lago. And now he did the same thing. Biden did exactly the same thing that Trump did, but on a smaller scale. But it could be worse because this was discovered a few days before the midterm elections. Now, Biden read, watch Biden, I'm going to run the sound by, but watch his head. He's reading a statement about this document stuff in Mexico City. Go. They found some documents in a box in a locked cabinet, or at least a closet. And as soon as they did, they realized there were several classified documents in that box. And they did what they should have done. They immediately called the archives, immediately called the archives, turned them over to the archives. And I was briefed about this discovery and surprised to learn that there were any government records that were taken there to that office. What he's saying is true. Okay, so he was briefed and he was surprised to learn it happened. All right. That's true. But he's reading the statement word for word. He's not talking from the heart. He's reading. it. But what he doesn't tell you is that it got clamped down, that the public didn't know it until CNN broke the story last week. So Biden knew it. Well, why didn't you tell the public? A few days before the midterm vote, you kept it quiet. Didn't you? Is that supposed to be noble? Is that supposed to be transparent? You kept it quiet. And so did your lackey attorney general, Merrick Garland. Now, the archives, they're not in a position to do this stuff. All they do is catalog classified materials. So I don't blame the National Archives. But Biden knew before the midterm vote that this happened. And we have to wait until January to find out? We the people? That's outrageous. Oh, my God. But the press, oh, yeah. (laughs) Okay. Now you know what happened. Now, (laughs) last night, uh, I couldn't watch the Golden Globes, and I'll get to that at the final thought. The Islander hockey game I was watching, but they were in a period. Uh, they were in the locker room. So I turned over and, um, to Fox News. And, and they got a China conspiracy going on there. <laughs> so somehow China is locked into these Biden documents. Now, I tried to follow this. I did. I said, okay, now how is China locked into this? I couldn't quite get it. And, uh, you know, I'm not a stupid man. <laughs> so I'm going, okay, what, what's the... At one point, somebody said, well, the Chinese embassy in D.C. is only a few blocks away from 
whatever storage facility these documents were in. I'm going, I don't know if that's enough. Anyway, the conservative crew, some of them who love the conspiracy stuff, and that, that's a huge industry in America, let's be honest about it. They are trying to tie China into this. Again, I'm ready to believe you, <laughs> as they say in the Ghostbuster movie, I'm ready to believe it, but I've got to see some evidence. Okay, and it wasn't there last night. All right, Mexico summit, what did it accomplish? I don't see anything it accomplished. You got the three amigos. One very funny thing was in the Q&A, the amigo in the middle over a door, President of Mexico, took 28 minutes to answer a question. (laughs) I mean, my 28 minutes to answer one question. So if you want to strip all this down, Mexico is the problem in this hemisphere. Mexico is the problem. All right? They're not an equal partner. They're not a nation that's doing any good for anybody. They're a problem. Back it up, O'Reilly. Here we go. Population of Mexico, 129 million. 44% of the population live below the poverty line in that country. 44%. The average wage, $17,000. So you want to know why they come here? That's why they can't make a living, they being the Mexican population in their own country. How about violence? Mexico is the most violent country on the face of the earth. 2021, 44,000 homicides compared to the USA's 23,000. And we have almost three times as many people here. But added to the 44, uh, added to the 44 homicides, 1,000 homicides, 22,500 people disappeared in Mexico. Where do you think they are? They're dead. Do the math. 66,000 people murdered in Mexico in one year. 66,000 as opposed to 23,000 in the USA. Okay, why? Because the drug cartels control the country. There's no local police in Mexico. They're all on the pad. For the drug cartels, the cartels walk into the police chief and say, hey, look, Jose, you do what we tell you to do or we'll kill you and your whole family. Well, what do you think Jose is going to do? The national police in Mexico had to be disbanded because they were so corrupt. The national police. There's no local police. There's no national police. There's only the armed forces. And Obrador, again, like Biden, doesn't care about the cartels, lets them run wild. They control Mexico. And they smuggle narcotics into the United States to kill hundreds of thousands of people. Is that not an attack on our country? I put the migrant issue aside. They're attacked. These cartels are attacking the American public with this vast swath of narcotics. Yes, Biden is somewhat at fault for allowing it. And Obrador is worse than Biden. Because he basically surrendered. And I'm not going to, you don't bother me over door, which means you don't put a bullet in my head. And I won't bother you. You can do what you want. 
That's Mexico. They're the problem. That's why I won't go there. And then, you know, this charade of the three amigos and they're all out there and they're cooperating. Bull. It's a lie. Biden doesn't care. Just like the airlines. He doesn't care. This is making me crazy. I think you picked up on that. All right. So nothing is going to happen good as long as Biden's president. Now, Trump had Obrador scared. And we've gone through that. I'm not going to be redundant again. Trump scared him and forced Overdoer to at least do something to try to stop the migration. They didn't stop the drug traffic. Now, the only way to stop that is to declare the Mexican drug cartels terrorists, drone them, send in special forces and kill them. Do you know the DEA agents working with the Mexicans cannot carry firearms in Mexico? putting them all at risk. And the Mexican authorities, as soon as they get wind of a DEA operation, call up the cartels, get a hundred grand in their bank account and say, hey, yeah, the uh, gringos are coming. That's what happens. Ask any federal agent. Awful, 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 awful. Corrupt, corrupt, corrupt. Okay, what about crime in the USA? Well, it's not as bad as Mexico as we just gave you, but it's pretty darn bad, especially in the big urban centers. Now, there is a new book called Justice for All, How the Left is Wrong About Law Enforcement. It's written by Greg Kelly. You know him. He's on Newsmax. He's on WABC Radio in New York. He's a friend of mine. His father, Ray Kelly, was the longtime police commissioner in New York City when crime was under control. And Mr. Kelly, the son, Greg Kelly, joins us now from New York. So, Kelly, I'm going to do something that's going to make your father mad. All right. I'm appointing you police commissioner of New York City. And I'm going to ask you specifically how you would deal with certain problems that are vexing not only New York, but all the major cities across the country. The first is homeless. So if you've got thousands and thousands of people camping out on the streets, all right, and they're intruding on the public space, many, perhaps most of these people are drug addicts, and they take their narcotics in the public, their intimate um, bodily functions public, all of that. How would you get these people off the streets? Well, number one, Bill, I don't know if you know this, but I am actually loosely considering a run for mayor of New York City. Sounds crazy, but um, there might just be a path, believe it or not. And if I were the mayor, I would appoint a police commissioner who's an aggressive lawyer, preferably a former prosecutor, somebody in line with Ray Kelly or Rudy Giuliani. I remember hearing from uh, both men, actually, on this, that there is no constitutional right to be homeless on a sidewalk. You are a public menace. You have to make the law work for the public. Too often, civil libertarians are committed to making the law work for that deranged individual on the sidewalk. And to that person's detriment, nobody should be there. Giuliani and Kelly did this before. 
for 14 years, almost 20 years, we did not have the situation. Where did they there. move the homeless? They were always there. Drug addiction has been in New York City since the founding of, uh, you know, since they bought it from the Dutch. Where did they move the homeless people? You can move them out, as you just said, citing a public menace. All right. But where do you put them? Well, number one, we haven't always had them at this level. The drug situation has intensified. And also fentanyl, which is a depressant. It's very interesting. One of the things that happened, uh, crack cocaine, you know, it's a stimulant. And people were running around like crazy. Uh, heroin and fentanyl, uh, more likely to see more people laying around. Um, now, look, you have to get the state on board because the state of New York has become uh, a revolving door and they are not committed to public safety as we are. Look, some of this is, quite frankly, beyond my expertise, and that's okay. You have people like Rudy Giuliani. You have people who are aggressive, who will push the envelope. You got to do it legally. But it yeah, I mean, you can, but you have to move them somewhere um, or terrorize them. You can terrorize them, um, just like when my grandfather in the 1920s was walking a beat in Brooklyn. The police terrorized these people. There were drug addicts back then, and they, uh, you know, the drug addict. They made it so uncomfortable for them. The drug addicts went underground. What about Look. petty crime? A huge problem. Shoplifting. All right, not prosecuted at all now in major cities. So somebody goes in, takes what they want, walks out, even if the cop collars them and arrests them, they're not prosecuted. What would you do with shoplifters? Well, more broadly, because tactically, you know how to stop shoplifting. Tactically, that shouldn't be an issue. But strategically, overall, the police have lost their legitimacy through no fault of their own. Lies told about them in the media, the Black Lives Matter campaign, corporate America going all in. Now a police officer, it's very interesting. I noticed this when I was in the military, and I think it's true in law enforcement. Um, when I was in the military, you saw a lot of people, just about everybody, willing to risk their lives for the country. And you have police officers who are willing to risk their lives to save somebody. What do you think a fair punishment is for somebody stealing stuff out of a store. Jail? Well, you look it up in the Fine, what? Well, let's look it up in the statute. I, there is jail time associated with it, but at least there is a stint in a jail cell as you await an appearance before a judge. This is simple judicial uh, processes that have worked up until about a year ago. Now, Lee Zeldin ran for governor tragically he lost he did very well in that campaign he pledged on day one to fire alvin brad yeah which, the da it won't, won't enforce the law but remember the people elected alvin brad the people of new york city want him in there and the no, only reason no. zeldin lost was because of new york city because the blacks voted 90 percent for hokel even though the blacks are getting hurt more than anyone else by this crime wave Makes no sense whatsoever. Final question me, for you. In your Bill, book, you don't go mind. ahead. No, go ahead. 
You said something about the people elected Alvin Bragg, and I've heard that before. Well, the people of New York City made this decision. Alvin Bragg was elected the Democrat nominee for DA of New York County on the last day of school in June of 2021. Why do they have election day on that day? To minimize voter turnout. There are 8 million people in New York. How many voted for Alvin Bragg? 85,000. 85,000. These are anti-democratic moves. The system is set up to minimize public input and get crazy radicals like Alvin Bragg in there. It was a major vulnerability in the system. George Soros and his uh, allies recognized it, and that's why they started targeting uh, DA races. It was a way in to disrupt the system, and boy, are they disrupting the yeah, system. And they've been successful. Final question, Justice for All is the book. It's just out. Um, what is the biggest lesson people will learn if they read your book? Well, I'm talking to you and friends of, uh, uh, of our side, and we already support law enforcement, and it is a robust defense of law enforcement. I'm very proud of it, and I take apart Black Lives Matter. I talk about the political origins of Black Lives Matter created to bail out Barack Obama, who was in trouble in 2012. But here's something I want to tell your audience, that nobody should be intimidated by uniforms which is kind of paradoxical because this is a book about supporting men and women in uniform. And we do. They deserve our respect, admiration, and support. But you can go too far. And I make a big exception for police who allow themselves to be politicized, like the Capitol Hill police. And right now we have a situation bordering on fascism, where unelected cops are lecturing members of Congress, do this, don't do that. It's actually happening, and they have weapons. So public servants work for us. We don't work for them. And I can see the left, what they're trying to do. They carefully select these uh, individuals and try to make it difficult for people like us to criticize them. It's not going to work with us, but it works with a lot of other people. And I tell those people, don't, uh, you're a citizen, you have every right and um, yeah. exercise your rights. Okay. The book again, Greg Kelly, Justice for All. Appreciate it, Kelly. We'll talk again soon, I hope. Bill, many, many thanks for everything. All the best. Sorting through your expenses, estimated payments, and all those tax deductions can be overwhelming. Might even lead to a failure to file and failure to pay penalties that pile up on your tax debt. The attorneys at Tax Network USA have been lifesavers for many Americans. Their team has successfully saved clients more than $1 billion in tax debt. A billion. Whether you're in the hole for $10,000 or $10 million, they are ready to help. The expert attorneys and tax professionals at Tax Network USA are equipped to secure the best settlement for you and help you resolve all tax cases. So please go to taxnetworkusa.com bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. These debt relief programs are expected to change, so get started now. Please go to taxnetworkusa.com slash bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its free fall, 
and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. And now we go to environmental equity. What, what's environmental equity? You know what equity is. That's favoring one group of Americans. So whatever group it may be, they get a favorable status from the federal government in a whole bunch of ways. So the Biden administration is proposing $100 million taxpayer money, and they don't care. Again, I, I'm, I'm overusing the words don't care. I know it. But it's like, oh, $100 million, sure for environmental equity projects. So first, the definition of environmental equity. It is the environmental equity strives to ensure that no community faces a disproportionate share of environmental hazards. Okay, that's how uh, one uh, civil rights lawyer describes it. That's pretty much true. So that if you have a neighborhood that is located in a toxic area, environmental equity would take care of it. But it's a facade because the EPA, the Environmental Protection Agency, would have to move in. What they're talking about is neighborhoods near railroad tracks, near expressways, and they want money, the Biden administration is going to give it to them, all right, to move houses away or, or build big walls. I don't, you know, that's what this is all about. It's a scam. All right. It goes to community-based nonprofit organizations. You know where that money's going. Okay. Uh, Black Lives Matter, anyone? You know where that money's going. And then there's another federal project or two, but it fa it's favoring African-Americans. That's what this is all about. It's another government project designed to aid African-Americans. That's what environmental equity is. All right, for all of us uh, U.S. households, um, the debt has now risen to $16.5 trillion, up 8% year to year, according to Nerd Wallet. Nerd Wallet, it's a website. Okay, so the average American household owes $165,000 credit card debt, mortgages, auto loans, on and on. So I, I don't know how much you're in debt. I'm not in debt at all. I don't owe anybody anything. And I did that. I've never carried a credit card balance in my life, ever, even when I was desperately poor. I paid for cash or I didn't get it, okay? Um, so I don't owe anybody anything. 
But you should tonight, after you watch this broadcast, add up how much money your home, your household owes. So you take your debt balance, your mortgage balance, and then your credit card balance, and then any other loans you have, and, and, and add them up. Okay, so the average is one hundred and sixty-five thousand dollars. Now, if all those debts were called in right away, nobody could pay it. So you could see how Americans are going deeper and deeper and deeper in, into debt, and that's because of inflation. That's why it's up eight percent. Okay, how about uh, food? It's more expensive now, a lot more expensive than it used to be even eighteen months ago. So, uh, what are you eating? I have a message of the day on BillOReilly.com, and I talked about this with Hannity today. Hannity wanted to talk about it. On the radio, we have that posted on BillOReilly.com, if you want to listen to it, on how Americans are killing themselves with food, with bad food, okay? So Harvard came out with a study. It's got four diets that it says will prolong life, and I want to read you briefly what they are, Okay. So the first is the Mediterranean diet. And here, you're supposed to eat vegetables, fruits, nuts, seeds, legumes. That's vegetables again. Potatoes, they say you can eat potatoes. Whole grains, herbs, spices, fish, extra virgin olive oil. And that will increase your mortality by 18%. So you'll live 18% longer if you eat that diet, Mediterranean. Second one is plant-based diet. This is vegan. Now, I can't eat this diet. I just can't. There's no way. I would rather die early than eat this diet. <laughs> okay. Third one is Americans Healthy Eating Index. And here is a little bit more. You can eat lean animal protein. That's lean meats and dairy. But no red meat, processed meat. That's the stuff you buy in a deli, um, sugar, unhealthy fats, and alcohol, all right? If you stay with this diet, you increase your mortality by 19%. Finally, the alternative healthy eating index diet, um, this 20% you'll live longer if you do this, but on this one, it's the same thing. Fresh vegetables and fruits, whole grains, nuts, uh, plant-based fish, all of that, but no potatoes. So one diet is you can eat potatoes, no fruit juice. I had fruit juice this morning. Yeah, I know it's got sugar and I don't drink a lot of it and refined grains. I mean, I think that's pasta they're talking about there. So um, look, my whole thing is sugar, cut your sugar intake or you're going to die a painful death and you're going to be leaving us sooner than you should be. You got to stop it, particularly the sugar laden drinks and stay out of that drive through window and the fast foods once in a while. Moderation, moderation. I don't eat a lot of meat anymore, but I'll have a burger once in a while. I'll have a steak once in a while, but I'm not eating two, three times a week. I'm eating light now. All right. Today, here's what I had. I told Hannity this. This is what I ate today. I went Irish oatmeal in the morning with a little honey, not a lot, little just to get up and English muffins, a little butter on them. That was it. For lunch, I had a bacon and egg sandwich. Bacon is the devil, but I hadn't had bacon in a while, okay? 
The eggs are protein. I don't eat a lot of them, but I had a bacon and eggs. I don't know what I'm going to have for dinner, but it'll be light. It might be tuna and never eat after 630 because it just sits there and makes you chubby. Anyway, I'm not the food police, but I want you around and I don't want you to suffer. I don't. You keep drinking those sugar drinks and there's a lot of substitutes that taste good. You think doing egg and die a painful death. You will. And the reason nobody knows this is because the sugar companies and the fast food companies spend hundreds of millions of dollars on television advertising. So the government's going to come up against them. Tobacco, boom. Everybody knows tobacco can kill you. All right. Sugar, never hear about it because the sugar industry has bought it, the media off. And that's the truth. Uh, let's get to uh, Smart Life. There is a website, missingmoney.com. It's been around for a while. I did it on the Factor. And we had literally hundreds of people who got money back. It's simple. You go to missingmoney.com. You put in your name and your hometown, and they do the rest. So one of our producers did this, and she got $146 of unclaimed money assigned to her. Now, we're going to track it to see if missingmoney.com gets her the money through a check form or whatever. That's the key. But if you want to start, this is a smart life tip. Go to missingmoney.com, get it underway. We'll track it. And again, I did this on O'Reilly Factor and a lot of people got money. This day in history, January 11th, 1989, 34 years ago, Ronald Reagan gave his farewell address. Go. The way I see it, there were two great triumphs, two things that I'm proudest of. One is the economic recovery in which the people of America created and filled 19 million new jobs. The other is the recovery of our morale. America is respected again in the world and looked to for leadership. All right, Mr. Reagan, of course, served two terms and he left office and then kind of semi-retired for six years. He held office hours in Sanctuary City, Los Angeles. And then he made an announcement that he had Alzheimer's and he lived with Alzheimer's for 10 years. He uh, died of uh, pneumonia, but it was attached to uh, the Alzheimer's at age 93 on June 5th, 2004. Ronald Reagan, one of the greatest American presidents. And the left despised him. You'll remember that. Okay, we got a mail segment and we got a final thought on uh, the disintegration of Hollywood. Back in a moment. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day. And we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. Hey, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine. Enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe to The Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.
All right, let's go to the mail. Charles, O'Reilly, your course corrections are right on target. First on the list is a limit on federal spending. Democrats will spend and distribute money for any reason. The federal government borrows the money, and the Federal Reserve Bank creates the funds out of thin air. All of that is true. You got to get that balanced budget amendment. Have to get it, or this country is going to go bankrupt, literally bankrupt. Wayne Concierge, remember Wayne gets direct access to me. We hope you check that out on BillOReilly.com. It will save you a pile of money. Concierge membership. The vote the House took on the IRS agents and impeaching Mayorkas were just show votes. I personally do not believe they were serious. I disagree. Republicans are very serious. They could boot Mayorkas out of there. They they would. He's not going to get impeached because they don't have enough votes. And on the uh, IRS, again, if Republicans could get that money rescinded, they would. So I disagree with that entirely. Jason Cope, Mountain Home, Arkansas, I have zero confidence Republicans would pass term limits, even if they control both houses of Congress. That one you might be right about. You know, politicians don't want to limit themselves. It's a pretty soft job. Doug Fuqua, Perlin, Texas, can a president pardon himself? Unknown. Never been done. Nixon didn't do it when he resigned. Uh, Trump didn't do it. So it is unknown. We'd have to go to the Supreme Court. Neil Watko, Crested Butte, Colorado. What is more dangerous to the Democrats, a Lauren Boebert, who is working to get reelected, or a Lauren Boebert who knows she won't be reelected but is voting the will of the people in Colorado's District 3. Look, Lauren Boebert is now marginalized along with Matt Gates, so they don't have the respect of their colleagues in the House. My Congressman Santos, he's, I don't know how he can even sit there. So these people, they're there, but they're not going to have any influence on the country. Carrie Hill, Churchville, Virginia. I'm very appreciative of you, Bill, speaking on how George Soros has his tentacles everywhere. We don't get this kind of coverage even on Fox News. We are uh, from the very beginning on the Soros beat. He was involved in trying to destroy me. Um, Someday I'll write about that in in detail. Al Vulhaj, Bright New York. I had my first day of vacation completely wasted by United Airlines, and they lied to me. All right. They said my flight was delayed because of fog. There was no fog. Al, you're going to have to eat it. A one day uh, delay or whatever. The airlines are just simply not going to reimburse. And there's no mechanism. Department of Transportation isn't going to take your side unless it's really, really egregious. All right. And it it happened to me at JetBlue. You know that. They lied to me all day long. Literally all day long. Charles Fish, Colonial Heights, Virginia. The Fairfax schools in Virginia should have listened to your final thought about TCU. They won't honor National Merit Scholars because it might hurt someone's feelings. I know all these liberal districts are doing that, that students who rightly earn recognition aren't getting it. Awful. John Elmendorf, Houston, Texas. O'Reilly, tonight you asked for feedback on your best life recommendations. My wife and I immediately took your advice on I-bonds, and we are very grateful. I-bonds are U.S. paper, one-year term, 9% interest. Check it out. John did, and he's smart. Smart life. Smart John. 
Okay, we have a, a, a sale on something you might like. The O'Reilly Holly the Terror Dog pick. Um, you know, we want people to have fun. So you can pick this up. And if you buy uh, Killing the Legends, uh, number 13 on Sunday, after all these weeks in the marketplace, you get a free... I'm sorry, if you, that book is just hot, still red hot. If you become a concierge or premium member on BillOReilly.com, you get it free or any of my books. Uh, word of the day, do not be a SOP. S-O-P. S as in Sam. SOP. Back with a final thought in a moment. So here is the final thought of the day. Hollywood's over. Can you believe it? After all these decades of good entertainment coming out of there, it's finished. So the Golden Globe Awards last night, I didn't watch it, as I mentioned, got about five and a half million viewers Um, in January 2020. Just three years ago, the Golden Globes got 18.5 million viewers. So from 18.5 to 5.5. Why? Because none of these movies matter. I mean, really, are you going to see The Fablemans? I'm not. I'm not. Not going to see The Fablemans. Not going to see Tar. I did see Elvis and Top Gun Maverick, and they were both good. But it's over. There are no big stars anymore other than The Rock and Cruise. You know, it's just. And the reason that Hollywood has killed itself is because of its radical left political position and the witch hunt and the cancel culture. If you are not in step with them politically, radical left, you don't work. People know that. Look what happened to Mel Gibson. He was selected to be in a Mardi Gras parade uh, and they had to cancel him. They shouldn't have canceled him. All right, but they did because they're afraid. And the Gibson transgression was years and years ago. It's ridiculous. The whole thing is absurd. So Hollywood's falling apart. People don't go to the theaters anymore. They watch the streaming stuff. I mean, I was on Netflix last night. I saw the new Amsterdam. Is that the show? It's pretty good. But there's not a lot on Netflix that I'm interested in. I mean, just telling you the truth. I don't have a leisure time uh, anyway. I'm busy and I read a lot takes me away from the tube and I'm glad I do it. But bottom line on a final thought is Hollywood done. Not coming back. Thank you for watching and listening to the No Spin News. We will see you tomorrow. Sorting through your expenses, estimated payments and all those tax deductions can be overwhelming. Might even lead to a failure to file and failure to pay penalties that pile up on your tax debt. The attorneys at Tax Network USA have been lifesavers for many Americans. Their team has successfully saved clients more than $1 billion in tax debt, a billion. Whether you're in the hole for $10,000 or $10 million, they are ready to help. The expert attorneys and tax professionals at Tax Network USA are equipped to secure the best settlement for you and help you resolve all tax cases. So please go to taxnetworkusa.com slash bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. These debt relief programs are expected to change, so get started now. Please go to taxnetworkusa.com slash bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you.